Welcome. You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and head of mindfulness for Shoreline Meditation App. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. If these meditations support you and your practice, please consider donating to the show to support its continued growth, new offerings, and its ever-expanding team. You can find the link in today's show notes or simply visit merylarnett.com and click on podcasts. All right, y'all, let's practice. All right, friends. Steadiness of stones number three. Hmm. So we have been unraveling our relationship to time. Yes. And I wonder if, you know, I have a very clear, like, to me, when I think of time, the past is to my left and the future is to my right. I'm I'm sure nobody taught me that, but this is how I see time, like a straight line or a river that is flowing in one direction and the past is behind me, which seems to be to the left for some reason, and the future is ahead of me to the right some reason. And whether or not that's your exact visual or whether or not you choose the past to the left and the future to the right, I think most of us tend to operate with time as a linear progression. Yes, it is a steady, consistent thing that tells us where we're supposed to be because it's a certain time, right? It is almost like the container that holds our life. And yet, (laughs) as we have learned, it's not quite that simple, right? It's not actually as easy as a straight line that we follow to get from A to B and everything makes perfect chronological sense. In fact, stones are not stones. So over the course of two weeks, we have learned that time is flexible and relative. It depends on where you are and if you're moving and if you're moving, how fast you're moving. We have learned that the phrase now doesn't mean anything outside of your own direct personal experience. Now only means now to you in this moment. Period. We think of now as this ever-expanding edge, right, rather than a static point. And when we think of that ever-moving edge, well, now we come to learn that the world is made up of events, not things. Even things that we think are things, like stones, are just longer events. Right? And so rather than the presumption that we can look at time as steady and consistent as a stone, what we uncover is that really it's the unsteadiness of stones, isn't it? 
because it's not really that consistent. It's not really that predictable. And we've looked at it through the brilliant eyes of Newton and Einstein and most recently Carlo Rovelli, right? An Italian physicist. And it's amazing, like truly and utterly amazing that we can look at something as wildly improbable and magical, mysterious seeming as this ephemeral thing we call time, that we can look at it through proven scientific law, right? There are like the laws of science and they have proven that time is different if you are in a mountain or at sea level. Time is different if you are sitting still or moving at the speed of light, right? This is factual. But for us, the coolest thing is that we don't have to be scientists or mathematicians to know this is true. And in fact, I'd be willing to bet for many of us, we know this is true because we meditate. We know this is true because we meditate. How many of us have had a really, really bad day. It, has, it was scary, filled with anxiety and fear or anger. And you sat down to meditate and three minutes felt like a lifetime. You couldn't possibly fathom sitting for 20 minutes. How's anybody ever sat for 20 minutes in their entire lives, much less you yesterday, Three minutes is impossible. I cannot sit still one more second. This has lasted forever. And conversely, how many of us have sat down to meditate and slipped sideways into some realm of timelessness where you found yourself with zero concern or worry or idea of when that bell might ring. You're so far into timelessness, you can't even remember the last time you took a breath and you feel no panic about the next one because there's all the time in the world, right? We experience this fluidity, this flexibility, this relativity in our meditation practice. And I think it's interesting, like, even think about it this way, because as, um, at least some of us remember our dreams, right? I know not everybody remembers their dreams, but if you remember your dreams, it's likely that you remember dreams that happen in orders that make no sense in waking life, right? Like one moment, my dream last night, definitely like at one moment I was in a field of wildflowers and the very next moment, I was inside a restaurant with totally different people, right? And then I might be X, Y, Z. And then here. And if that were to happen in waking life, you would be like, this is impossible. Because I can't get from a field of wildflowers into a restaurant in no time at all. But in unconscious, subconscious, dreaming states, chronological time does not exist. 
we have stepped into mythic time or kairos, right? Which is mythic time, timelessness versus chronos, which is chronological time. And our conscious mind, our waking lives are ruled by chronological time. A, B, C, D, morning to evening, right? Breakfast to dinner. That doesn't happen in this way in the unconscious. And in fact, I keep going back and forth if I'm going to like actually read out of this or not. I might. So this book I read earlier in the year, On Divination and Synchronicity, the Psychological the Psychology of Meaningful Chance. So this is written by a Jungian psychologist. It's actually a series of lectures that were transcribed. And it is fascinating and dry. So I recommend it if you're like way into divination. Be prepared. It is a book about mathematics. It is not a book about magic. I was not prepared for that. I hate math. It was really hard to read. (laughs) But this is cool. So she is talking about this very sense of timelessness, of kairos. And she writes about two different mathematicians who are working on incredibly complex problems that they could not find the answer to. They worked and they worked and they worked and they worked and no answer was forthcoming. And in both instances, these mathematicians threw up their hands and sort of gave up, right? One of them like plopped down in exhaustion and drank a cup of coffee. The other one's like giving it up to God, throwing his hands up in the air. And both of them describe almost identically, like a flash of light, I saw the solution. I wasn't working on it. I wasn't like doing the math in my little notebook here. Like a flash of light, I saw the solution. It took them hours, if not days, to then figure out how to actually write one plus two equals three, the mathematical proof that proves the solution to the problem. But they knew the answer in an instant. It didn't happen in chronological order. They didn't go step one, two, three, four, here is my answer. You know, if you have kids, right, it doesn't matter if you know that two plus three is five. You have to show your work right? Just show your work. And what these mathematicians were talking about was, I get it. I have to show my work. But my mind knew outside of time, outside of anything I could explain or made sense. And this, I think, is the crux of what I'm hoping to get at in this exploration of time, specifically within our meditation practice. Because we so badly want things to make sense. We wanna be able to say, oh, I meditate and it feels like this. This is what happens. This is why I do it and this is the result. And I bet most of us can't, can't talk about it in that way. It's really hard to really describe what happens on the inside. We can come up with all kinds of metaphors, right? But the truth is, something happens that is beyond time, 
beyond language, it doesn't really make sense. There are maybe, maybe flashes of insight or a sudden knowing something. Some people hear things like crystal clear or see things or just suddenly have a a known felt sense in their body, right? That I'm on the right path, that something makes sense that I wasn't sure did that the answer is yes or the answer is no. And we want, because we are all conditioned to move through chronological time in a way that makes sense, the fastest way to, from A to B is a straight line, right? We all know that. But sometimes we just don't move in straight lines. It doesn't make sense. We can't really explain why but we know. And this is what happens when we fall into like maybe circular time, right? An all-encompassing, all-knowing sense of timelessness. You know, I, I really wanted, I wanted in this series to talk about loop theory which like is somehow scientifically proven that there's actually no difference between the past and the future. And that's legit the most I can explain, which is why it didn't make it into the series. I read it. I listened to it. I Googled it. I'm like, what is loop theory? If you know the answer, feel free to Google me. But it exists, right? Circular time, this meshing of past and future, that's actually real even though it doesn't make sense. In the same way saying now has no meaning doesn't really make sense. You're like, I know what now means, right? I know what now means. But when you start to tease it apart, all that logic disappears. So I read this poem, came in a newsletter from one of my teachers. And I feel like it, in a way, encompasses this timelessness, this when we step out of the straight lines of chronological time and order. So this poem is called The Three Oddest Words, and it's written by Wislawa Zimborska. The Three Oddest Words. When I pronounce the word future, The first syllable already belongs to the past. When I pronounce the word silence, I destroy it. When I pronounce the word nothing, I make something no non-being can hold. When I pronounce the word future, the first syllable is already in the past. This is as good of an explanation for what happens in meditation as any I could come up with. And the reason it, to me, matters that we take the time to 
think about it in this way is if you sit down on your meditation cushion every day with an expectation that something specific is going to happen, that you are going to become a certain way or person or thing because you meditate, I think that you will be disappointed and inconsistent in your practice. And instead, when we show up knowing, I'm not going to easily be able to put this into words. And even though on the surface, there might be loads of thoughts and to-dos and discomforts, the undercurrent, the subconscious, It's not in time. It is operating out of time, in timelessness. And at some point, at some point when you practice consistently, you fall into that place. I wonder if for a lot of us, it starts with that second where you're like, I'm there. And you think to yourself, I'm there. And it pulls you right back into time, right? We all do that, right? Oh my God, it's so quiet in my brain. Oh my God. Oh, I'm thinking. It starts there. And then we get little longer pieces and little longer pieces. And the more you can remind yourself, I don't have to control it. I don't have to try. I don't have to shape it. I fall into it. Right? Okay. So let's practice this. Let's see if we can fall into timelessness together tonight, yeah? So take a minute to wiggle around. To uncross and recross your legs if you like. To shrug your shoulders back and down away from your ears. And if you'd like, you can... Let your hands rest onto your lap. You can let your eyes drift closed, or you could just stare down at the ground. And together, let's take a nice deep breath in through the nose. Exhale a sigh out of the mouth. And just do that again, inhaling deeply, gathering up your day thus far. And when you're ready, exhale, let it go. And then allowing your breath just to flow. Easy, natural breath as you let yourself settle into stillness. When we begin our practice, as always, by silently saying to ourselves, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate.
And you might let those words be a conscious calling in. A conscious letting go of all of the things that you've done today. And all of the things that are still waiting to be done. And we more fully allow ourselves to sit here. Allowing your body to drop a little bit more fully into the cushion or chair beneath you. We make sure that we're seated tall, allowing the shoulders to settle down the back. And the crown of the head to lift. And we let go of the muscles in the face. Softening the muscles of the chest. and of the belly. And for a moment as we settle in here, envision the breath moving up and down the spine. So as you inhale, the breath is moving from the base of the spine all the way up to the top of the head. And as you exhale, the breath is moving from the top of the head all the way back down to the base of the spine. And you create your own rhythm, your own tempo to this breath. Letting the inhale and the exhale feel smooth and even. And as you breathe in this way, you might notice the linear progression of your breath. The line it travels from bottom to top. 
and then back down again. And over the next minute, perhaps, you notice the linear progression of your thoughts. The order, the story, the plan that follows chronological progression. Continuing to feel your breath easy. And for the next few breaths, rather than up and down the spine, see if you can shape your breath into a circle. Imagining a circle, your inhale is for half the circle, and your exhale is for the other half of the circle. And again, you create the pace and the tempo that your breath flows. No struggle. And you'll find over time that the inhale sort of seamlessly becomes the exhale. And the exhale seamlessly becomes the inhale. One breath gliding into the next.
And over the next few minutes in this circle breath, you might notice that you lose track of what the start is and the end is. What's past, what's future. We lose track of even what direction we're moving in. And we just simply let one breath flow into the next. Settling further and further into this all-encompassing circle. Just for another minute or so here. Somewhere in the next few minutes, you'll let go of any control or shaping of the breath. Let go of the imagery of a circle. And allow yourself to rest in this space of timelessness. Settling into your deepest mind. Your deepest knowing. We'll linger here for seven or eight timeless minutes in silence.
Feeling your breath here. Take a moment to simply deepen that breath a bit. And as you wiggle your fingers and your toes, you might remind yourself of where you are in space and in time. Taking a deep breath in through your nose. Releasing out a sigh. And without needing to make sense of what happened inside your practice today, we'll simply let it go. Taking all the time you need to blink your eyes back open again. Thank you, friends. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, please consider leaving me a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps others to find this show. To learn more about my live classes, virtual meditation retreats, my meditation app, Shoreline, or to make a donation to the show, please visit MerylArnett.com. Thanks again. I'll see you next week.